Welcome to episode number 85 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Now, Chris, before we get to you, I need you to calm down, pal, because I do not have a lot of energy tonight, and I most certainly do not have time for a lot of small talk. As a matter of fact, bud, some would say... I'm running on E. Did you mean Chris or Christine? Well, it is 2022, pal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you want to tell us? Look at us. Look at the way we just segue right in to tonight's episode. Tonight, we are discussing the bizarre case of the haunted car known simply as... The Golden Eagle. Now, Chris, prior to me approaching you with this case, had you heard anything about the Golden Eagle? I had not heard about the Golden Eagle, but I had heard about the movie made after the Golden Eagle, and I did not realize that it was based off of a true story. Yes, and the film that you were referring to is the 1983 horror film Christine, which was uh, a movie directed by... John Carpenter, and based off of the book by, oh, <laughs> your twin, Chris, Stephen King. Uh, no. <laughs> and uh, I, I do remember when this movie came out in 83, so I was eight years old. I mean, the premise of the movie, you know, it doesn't seem so scary, but the way they, they play it out, and it definitely is a little bit eerie, the way, you know, the lights flick on by itself, <laughs> and the way strange things happen to occur around the vehicle, and in addition to that, the lives that this haunted vehicle takes, Chris. But, alas, we're not here to discuss the movie Christine, Chris. We are here to discuss the origins of the actual true tale that inspired the movie Christine. Right, E.B. And, if anyone knows Stephen King, you would know that he does a lot of his books or a lot of his stories are based in Maine because that's where he lives. And it just so happens that this true story actually took place in Maine, in Old Orchard Beach, to be specific. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, um, because I I've talked about Orchard Beach on this show quite a few times, but that was the beach I used to go to in the Bronx as a kid. And judging by the pictures that... I see here online, Old Orchard Beach, Maine looks quite a bit nicer than the Orchard Beach in the Bronx, wouldn't you say? I mean, I've never been to either, but I, <laughs> I don't want to speculate, but I would say that probably, yeah, it's probably much nicer in Maine. In fact, being that we love Maine so much, although I've not been to Old Orchard Beach, it is between Kennebunkport and Portland. And so I'm sure it's absolutely gorgeous. Wow. So uh, all of our listeners in the Bronx are going to hate you, Chris, but uh, continue. <laughs> well, Bill, you said it. <laughs> so what are we looking at with the old Orchard Beach, Maine? Is this a, a populated place or is it desolate? What the hell we got going on there, Chris? No, no. It's uh, it's it's pretty small. Um, the population is, is roughly 9,000. 
a typical quaint little summer town where you find not that many people around when it's in the winter and it's probably crawling with tourists in the summertime. So, bud, why don't we dive right into it? Why don't we look under this hood and see what the hell we got going on here? The haunted vehicle in question here is a 1964 Dodge 330 Limited Edition. Apparently, there was a mere 5,000 of these cars made, and the original color of the automobile was silver. Now, you may wonder why the car itself was called the Golden Eagle if indeed the vehicle was silver. Well, we're going to get to that in just a bit, Chris, but keep that on the back burner for now these vehicles ended up catching the eye of the old Orchard Beach, Maine Police Department. And the powers that be up there at the old Orchard Beach Police Department decided to purchase a few of these limited edition Dodge 330s to use as patrol cars and such. Now, I don't know how many of these Dodge 330s that the department purchased, but for the most part, all seem to be going well and good with the new patrol cars. Except... For one. Rumor has it, Chris, that one of these 64 Dodge 330s began acting a little odd. Am I right? Easter Bonnet Boy. What? Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess you're right, but uh, what the fucking Easter Bonnet Boy is. <laughs> Continue, Chris. <laughs> Amongst some of the serious events that we'll get into, the car just acted kind of funny. You know, the lights flickering on uh, and off. Just odd happenings for a car that you wouldn't expect to happen um, unless someone was, you know, messing around with it. But we're, we're talking about the 60s here. This is not like you can play some sort of, you know, joke with a car. So the police department in Orchard Beach that purchased the cars with the intent of having them as patrol cars. This is where it all begins, and it's pretty brutal. Not one, not two, but three police officers, all who drove this car, ended up killing their entire families before taking their own life. This basically escalated from weird happenings with an automobile, and maybe there's some kind of bizarre entity that has taken control of the vehicle. And now that has segued into that dark spirit taking control of anybody that was operating the vehicle. And in this case, uh, these three police officers. I don't know, coincidence? Perhaps. But if you really want to look into this case involving this uh, Golden Eagle car here, this certainly is the first chapter in a number of bizarre incidences that take place with anyone or anything that comes into contact with this vehicle. So as you were alluding to, Chris, there were some weird little things happen here and there, uh, like lights flickering on and off, maybe even the radio turning on and off. But there were some instances where the locks were either locking people in the car or locking them out of the car. And it was also stated that at certain points in time that there were a few, if not many, dead animals found next to the Golden Eagle. So whether you believe in this kind of stuff or not, there's no denying that there seems to be trouble within a general vicinity of this automobile. Correct. The span of this terror, if you will, happens over a long 
stretch of time too. I mean, we're talking about even into the you know late 2000s where this this car continues to give off the vibe that if you touch it, you know, something bad's going to happen to you. Let's not skip too far ahead. So let's go back to the 1960s for a minute, please, Chris. Please, okay? 1960s Old Orchard Beach, Maine Police Department. So upon all these bizarre and unfortunate happenings taking place, going to assume that the police did their due diligence, they examined the car, and they said, you know what? This thing does not belong here. We do not want it out in public. We are therefore going to destroy this automobile immediately. We are going to take a hit on this investment. Am I right, bud? No, no, you'd be wrong. They actually end up selling the car, and the new owner, a doctor, he is the one that decides to paint the car gold. This guy must have some balls here because... He uh, decides to purchase the vehicle from the police department, paints it a new color, and hopefully that is going to give it a new life and get rid of that dark-spirited entity that has been following this car around. But lo and behold, we do come to find out, Chris, that that does not happen. Even after painting this car gold, old Doc here gets scared as shit because it keeps acting up. All the same things are happening. The lights are flickering. The radio is going on and off by itself. The locks are shooting up and down. And in addition to that, he is still finding the corpses of any dead animal that dared to get too close to the vehicle. It was also noted, Chris, that any car that would park next to the Golden Eagle would simply refuse to start. So the dominoes just keep falling here, bud. So something is not right with this four-wheeled bastard. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> so uh, Chris, the good doctor here, decides that enough is enough. He can't take anymore. So he takes the Golden Eagle and puts it in his garage where he locks it in there until he could find a buyer for it. Who would be daring enough to go purchase this car, knowing the history behind it. Bud, in 1983, this car was sold to its current owner. The person who purchased this car in 1983 still has the automobile to this day. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about the new owner? Well, the car gets passed to the Allen family, and this family, more particularly, the one who ends up making it her daily driver is Wendy Allen. And she really doesn't experience the same issues that everyone else has. In fact, she rather enjoys the car. And it, it kind of leads the people of the town to believe that perhaps Wendy Allen is a witch. Because <laughs> these bad things are not occurring to her, but to everybody else. Hmm, okay. But, unfortunately, other people do not like the car. And there is, you know, a bit of vandalism, people messing around with the car. Um, but the, uh, the car doesn't like that, uh, not one bit. Well, you know, whether you believe in it or not, I mean, if you look at the history of it, in my opinion, at least, Chris, you'd have to be a damn fool to go messing around with this thing. But lo and behold, 
we come to find out that there are quite a few fools out there willing to clip the wings. Oh, the golden eagle. Self-destruct sequence activated. Why don't you tell us what happened to some of these uh, ne'er-do-wells? Well, for starters, we have a church that uh, apparently does not like this car one bit. Perhaps they think it's possessed or, uh, you know, something to do with the devil. Let, so, let, let's keep religion out of this, Chris, please. <laughs> we stepped on quite a few toes this week. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just reading the facts. Uh, perhaps some local members of this church decided to vandalize the car. And in doing so, they pissed it off because from what stories have said anyway... Those that had vandalized the car ended up dying in incredibly strange ways. One was apparently hit by lightning. Another decapitated by an 18-wheeler. Well, those are two ways you don't want to go out. No, and uh, on top of that, there were actually other instances where the people who died weren't necessarily in contact with the car, but they were struck by another car flew through the air and either landed on or under the Golden Eagle. Call that what you will. Perhaps bad vibes from the car perhaps caused these accidents to happen. It was just a weird situation, kind of similar to the to the animals that were found around the car, dead. This time it was actual people. This story is going from a little bit creepy, a little supernatural. Now we're having tons of human and animal fatalities in and around the vehicle. There were a number of attempts to vandalize this vehicle and people went so far as to breaking the vehicle apart in order to make sure that it could never run on the streets again. But that didn't end well because that only pissed the Golden Eagle off more. That led to some of the things that you talked about. People who just came in contact with the car were now dying. So this freaked out the entire town even more. So they were like, you know, we got to get this goddamn thing back together and see if that can somehow contain the dark spirits within the Golden Eagle. And that's exactly what they did. So they, they get all the parts that were taken and put it back together in hopes that they can finally get this little eagle to be docile. But Chris, that didn't go well, did it? Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> no, it didn't. Because another kid who decided to just merely touch this car in 2008, went home and murdered his entire family, then burning the house to the ground. Hmm. The person in question here that you're referring to is Matthew Cushing, and this case happened in 2008. Now, legend has it that this kid, as you said, touched the automobile and then went home to do this. But I looked at a bunch of articles surrounding this case and there is no mention of Matthew Cushing and the Golden Eagle. So so there obviously is a bit of speculation going on here and is this becoming a bit of, of supernatural lore? We may never know, but there was some speculation that Matthew Cushing was in or near the Golden Eagle prior to the heinous crimes that he committed. There's a ton of things going on here. But if we look at it as a whole, the common denominator in all of these stories is that 1964 Dodge 330 Limited Edition, a.k.a. 
the Golden Eagle. So Chris, let's fast forward to the year 2022 where we stand today. The Golden Eagle is flying so high, Chris, that rumor has it that much like Robert the Doll, who we spoke about in episode three, I believe, the Golden Eagle will not allow you to take its photograph. Anybody who has tried to snap a picture of this four-wheeled killer has unfortunately found that their photos are either black or completely blurred out. But, Chris, that does not deter people. They were still coming out in droves to see this thing. So as time went on, the owner, Mrs. Allen here, decided to move the car from Old Orchard Beach to its new location. But get this, there are plenty who speculate that with the move of the Golden Eagle, so went the population of Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Basically, they're trying to draw parallels between the car and visitors to uh, the town of Old Orchard Beach, whether it be from tourists or full-time residents. I'm taking that information and I am comparing it to what I'm seeing here, Chris, from the historical population census. And I'm seeing here, Chris, right before my very eyes, that in 2020, the town of Old Orchard Beach, Maine, has seen an upswing in their population of 3.9%. So someone somewhere is fibbing why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying looking at all this and then dumping it into the gas tank of the old gold eagle what do you say do you think there's any validity to the claims that the golden eagle is indeed haunted uh, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I think one article actually makes reference to this, that there's really no police reports that are tracked down for a majority of these cases. Um, and without some, something validating them, I always err on the side of bullshit, of course, because people get spooked out and they start making assumptions. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, um, Bullshit. Okay, all right. Well, uh, Chris just let the air out of our tires tonight, folks. And uh, I'm sorry that he did this to you. But uh, let me see if uh, I can refill them. I I I think you do have a point where people can easily begin to get spooked out. And then that catches the ear of a famous writer like Stephen King. And then that leads into an increase in tourist population of people wanting to go check out this car. They want to get a look at it. And if you have so many people coming by to take pictures of it, to touch it, to do whatever to it, odds are that if so many people are touching a vehicle, sooner or later, something bad is going to happen to one of those people. So it could just be a case of people looking too much into this where you can have a hundred people that went and try to take a picture or touch the Golden Eagle. And then, I don't know, one of two of those people met a horrible demise years down the road. And then you attribute that to being in contact with the Golden Eagle. So, with all that said, I'm with you. This is complete bullshit. The car is not haunted. Yes, the car is not haunted. I think that uh, old Stephen King here added to uh, the unfortunate... Um, mystique surrounding the vehicle when he wrote Christine and that movie only inflated the 
idea that there was something off with the Golden Eagle here. But with that said, Chris, let me ask you this, and we'll get the hell out of here. If I were to gift you the Golden Eagle as a present for being the co-host of the year, bud, would you get behind the wheel of the Golden Eagle? I'd say, what kind of fucking gift is that? <laughs> and I would absolutely not get behind the wheel of that car. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you, Chris. So uh, once again, we are taking the safe way out. We are calling everybody else a poser and uh, basically saying that they're full of shit. But yet, we ourselves would not go anywhere near the automobile. So, <laughs> Chris, we're in agreement here tonight, bud. We're both saying bullshit. We just want to live our lives. We don't want to get involved with this stuff. We just want to stay on the side of the road as it passes us by. So that's it, Chris. That is the case of the Golden Eagle. So I think it's about time that we fly on out of here, Chris. Let me give the rundown, and we can get the hell out of here for the night. If, <clears throat> if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Between the Cracks Podcast, Instagram, the Between the Cracks Podcast. If you would love to become one of our lovely patrons and request an episode, please feel free to do that. You can click on the link in the show notes as well. And last but not least, if you want some BTC merch, you can click on the link to our Teespring shop in the show notes as well. So Chris, without any further ado, why don't you say we wish to find fine people out in podcast land the fondest. Oh. A farewell. Right, not that bad. I mean, that's one of our shortest ones. 60 